Hello, and welcome to the first edition of The Gem on the Queen's Crown, a podcast about the sports scene in Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. I am Lee W. Mallon, a broadcaster, public address announcer, writer, and jack of some trades. I have been broadcasting since 2006 when I was a freshman at Wright State University. My goal of the Gem of the Queen's Crown is to bring my passion of local Sunday sports to you. The Gem on the Queen's Crown is generously hosted by GemCitySports.com and the Gem City Sports Network. I have to thank the owners Brian Reese and Doug Brown for letting me host my podcast on the website. The name of the podcast is based on the nicknames of Dayton and Cincinnati. Dayton being the Gem City and Cincinnati being one of many Queen Cities in the United States. Buffalo and Charlotte being the others, but we're talking Cincinnati sports. Dayton being the Gem on top of the crown. It was also rumored that Gem was a very successful racehorse in Dayton, Ohio. Hence why Dayton was called the Gem City. But that rumor is more or less false from what I read. So that's why I named it the Gem of the Queen's Crown. Originally, it was going to be named Total Dayton Sports and Total Sunday Sports. But those sounded too generic to me. Therefore, I picked the latter. I've explained what the podcast is about. I talked a little bit about myself and where the podcast will be hosted. Now, let's jump into the very first episode of this sports podcast titled, The Pilot Flies Tonight. It's funny because Dayton is known for being the birthplace of aviation. And also, a team we're going to talk a little bit about later today, the Dayton Dutch Lions supporters group, Orange Legion. They had a chant once upon a time when I was working with the team based on the Lion King song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. Therefore, the pilot flies tonight. I thought it was clever. So let's have a flyover on these two city sports scenes. So the first thought that pops into your head when talking about Cincinnati or Dayton sports are probably one of these three teams. You have currently the Cincinnati Reds of the MLB. You have the Cincinnati Bengals who have yet to start training camp, but that starts shortly, football fans. And you also have FC Cincinnati, part of Division Two of United States Soccer Ladder, of the United Soccer League, most notably known for breaking the USL attendance record several times, and also currently in the midst of a very impressive United States Open Cup run, which include two home victories against the top level of soccer in the country, with the Columbus Crew and the Chicago Fire falling at Nippert Stadium, also the home of the University of Cincinnati Bearcats football team. You realize that all three teams I just mentioned, well, four technically, I did mention UC football after all, they're all in Cincinnati. So the thought that might pop into your head after that is that, well, Dayton doesn't have a sports scene. Wrong. Let me tell you about some teams that play in Dayton, Ohio. First up, in Division 4 of the United States Soccer Ladder, playing in the National Premier Soccer League, the Dayton Dynamo SC. The first year calling Chaminade Julian High School's Roger Glass Stadium home in downtown Dayton, the Dynamo had their first playoff game July 22nd against the Erie Commodores in Erie, Pennsylvania. 
This Dynamo team, very impressive to watch this season. Undefeated at home, and they finished the season. Six wins, three draws, and three losses. That's tied for first. However, they did not get the top seed from the East Division. They got the second because of goal differential. Erie had a plus eight. So the Dynamo, first playoff game, is at Erie, Pennsylvania, July 22nd. And sticking with soccer for a minute, you have the Dayton Dutch Lions that play in suburban of West Carrollton, Ohio at Dock Stadium. They have not only a men's team in the USL Premier Development League, they also have a women's team in the Women's Professional Soccer League that play mainly teams from Columbus and Cincinnati, led by Mike Tucker, who led the University of Dayton Flyers women's soccer team for 22 years. There's also baseball at Fifth Third Field in downtown Dayton, the home of the Dayton Dragons, the single-A affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds, most notably known for the sellout streak. I remember, I believe it was my first or second year working with the team when the Dragons broke the 8-15 mark to take over for the most consecutive sellouts in any professional franchise. Very, very big deal. You have a basketball team in town, the Dayton Hairstrikers. They were fighting for a title, but unfortunately lost that game. I believe they play primarily at a facility in Beaver Creek nowadays. I could tell you about the stories about working for the first few Airstriker teams that played at Trent Arena in Kettering. And also, the Gem City Roller Girls. They have been around for a long time in Dayton. They once skated at Hare Arena's ballroom. And that's your current teams for Dayton. I did mention three current teams for Cincinnati already. Reds, Bengals, and FC Cincinnati. But if you didn't know, there's also a hockey team that plays at the U.S. Bank Arena on the river. The Cincinnati Cyclones. ECHL. Affiliates now the Buffalo Sabres, winner of two Kelly Cups, the Cyclones 2.0. You also have the Cincinnati Roller Girls. They called Cincinnati Gardens home for the longest time. And actually yesterday in my time hop, that reminded me that that was the day last year that it got bought by Port Authority with the intentions to close it and tear it down and make it a light industrial area. Very, very sad. They also knocked some high school hockey teams out of there and a junior hockey team, the Cincinnati Thunder. They played at South Metro Sports last season in Centerville, Ohio, and I was their backup broadcaster. When the main voice couldn't be there, I was there to help out and bring you the action of Thunder hockey. This year, they're playing at the Northland Ice Center in Evendale, Ohio. They also have the Cincinnati Dockers. They are a USAFL team. Of course, that's the United States Aussie Football League, Australian Football League. They play at Fairfield, Ohio at Point Pleasant Park. I had the honor of broadcasting one game in 2012. That was my first look at the sport. If you've never seen Aussie football, I recommend go check out a match. There is probably a team near you. And I know, again, co-owner of GCSN, Brian Reese, trying to start up a team here in Dayton, named the Dayton Warhawks. You should definitely help bound the cause if you are interested. It is a very fun sport to watch. So we mentioned the current teams. Again, for Dayton, it's the Dragons, Dynamo FC, Dutch Lions, Airstrikers, the Gem City Roller Girls, 
the Dayton Area Rugby Club as well. And for Cincinnati, you have the Reds, the Bengals, the Dockers, the Cyclones, the Cincinnati Royal Girls, and also a Dutch Lions team that is now called Northern Kentucky home this past season, also in the USL Premier Developmental League along with the Dayton Dutch Lions this year being the first or second year that the two Dutch Lions teams at Southwest Ohio are conference foes. It didn't used to be like that when I was broadcasting for both those squads. Also, if you're a fan of baseball, there are summer teams spotted around the Miami Valley and the Cincinnati area. Starting from up north, you have the Lima Locals, the Grand Lake Mariners in Salina, called Montgomery Field home. Moving on down the interstate, you have the Richmond, Indiana Jazz, along with the Hamilton Joes, named after the famous left-hander for the Reds, Joe Nuxall. You also have the Xenia Scouts that play at the Athletes in Action Complex, Alpha Town, in Greene County, Ohio. And you have the Cincinnati Steam making up the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League. And one other team to talk about for summer baseball, the Champion City Kings in Springfield, Ohio, play at the same field as Wittenberg Baseball does. That's Carlton Davidson Stadium. Kings part of the Prospect League, also once the home, the Prospect League, of a Richmond, Indiana team known as the Richmond River Rats, a team that I spent two years broadcasting on an internet audio stream for the Palladium Item. So we mentioned the current teams. And you got to be thinking, there's got to be former teams, right? You can't just have a podcast about all that. Well, you could. But there are former teams that I've been a part of, and I like to share all those with you. For Cincinnati, first, for Cincinnati, you have two indoor football teams in the Cincinnati Commandos. Very, very successful squad. All three years of the Commandos' existence, they played the Cincinnati Gardens, and they won their conference championship. They won two in the Continental Indoor Football League twice and the Ultimate Indoor Football League before deciding to go back to the CIFL and then shutting down operations before the season began. You also have the Northern Kentucky River Monsters, once led by Jared Lorenzen, otherwise known as the quarterback that was literally a tank, a mobile tank. Played well his first game, second game, broke his leg in that season. Being a part of another former team, which I'll get to momentarily, the Dayton Sharks, as their play-by-play voice. I was home to see Lorenzen at Hare Arena win the River Monsters at the Sharks. It did not turn out to happen because of said broken leg. We mentioned the Commandos and the Northern Kentucky River Monsters that played across the river at NKU's BB&T Arena, I believe it's called now. It used to be called the Bank of Kentucky Center. Real nice arena. You also have the Cincinnati Mighty Ducks, which at the time when I was a kid, I wasn't a sports fan, but I always remember when we go to Cincinnati on trips, I hear about the Mighty Ducks via radio. And also the Mighty Ducks logo was cool, and I liked the Mighty Ducks cartoon when I was a kid. Good hockey team. The last time I was at the Gardens for Commando's game, the shot counters were still up there for the Mighty Ducks, and I, I had myself a smile. They also had, way back in the day, an NBA team in Cincinnati in the Cincinnati Royals. They played at the Gardens, and that team is now known as the Sacramento Kings in the National Basketball Association. And hockey-wise, ooh, there's lots of stories to be told. But the three 
that I want to bring up to you, the Stingers, the Swords, and the Mohawks, the Swords being the name of the youth hockey organization down in Cincinnati. Had the pleasure of calling a couple games at South Metro Sports when the Swords were playing the Buckeye year-end tournament. The Stingers, very, very close to being part of the NHL. That's another topic for another day. Actually, episode two is an interesting one you should stick around for. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, push microphone off to get the point across. And the Cincinnati Mohawks, once the affiliate of the Montreal Canadiens, wildly successful in the gardens. Now we go to Dayton and former teams. And most of these teams are near and dear to my heart because of the fact I worked for several of these teams. We'll start off with hockey. Uh, Troy Bruins 1.0 and 2.0. You're wondering why I'm throwing these numbers around. Well, the Troy Bruins, originally known as the Miami Valley Bruins back in the 1950s, helped open Hobart Arena. Actually, the first game there was a basketball game. It was Kettering Fairmont against the Troy Trojans from the book Hockey in Dayton from my good friend Chuck Gabringer. Hopefully, he'll be a guest on the podcast. And then Troy Bruins 2.0 in 2009 was a junior hockey team. In 2010 was a single-A hockey team, and all those teams played at the beautiful historic Hobart Arena in Troy, Ohio, as you might have guessed because I said Troy. A couple basketball teams, the Dayton Jets, I believe they played one season at Hare Arena. They had a fairly successful season, as far as I remember. The Gem City Slam, which have been covered on this internet radio station, GCSN. The Gem City Hall of Famers. And the teams I worked for, the Dayton Demons and Dayton Demolition. I know I kind of jumped from hockey to basketball unexpectedly. Dayton Demons lasted three years at Hera Arena. Won the championship under head coach Trevor Karazowicz, who actually was in town for a hockey camp at South Metro Sports just this past week. Won the cup in 2014. The Demolition lasted one season at Hera Arena before the closure of the classic hockey barn in Trotwood, Ohio. And also you had a pair of indoor football teams as well. The Miami Valley slash Dayton Silverbacks. Miami Valley got their start at Hobart Arena, became a travel team for a couple seasons, then moved to Hare Arena, became the Dayton Silverbacks. And then you have the Dayton Sharks, which I spent two years as the play-by-play voice for at Hare Arena. So mentioned a few former teams in Cincinnati and Dayton. And now it's time to crack open a couple of stories about these teams. Like I mentioned, I work for most of these squads uh, for the Dayton Dragons. I do the scoreboard and stats. And for most of the other teams, I broadcasted for currently the voice of Dayton Dynamo FC football. Was the voice of both Dayton and Cincinnati Dutch Lions squads. Also, once an intern... Stats for the airstrikers, then became the broadcaster, and then the last season helped out wherever I could. And like I mentioned, for the Demons Demolition, I was the broadcasting voice. And for the Troy Bruins 2.0, when they were a single-A team of the All-American Hockey League 2.0, there was a 1.0. It kind of helped spur the ECHL. I was the broadcast intern and got a chance to call games after the second home match. Turns out I wasn't very good at the audio and visual aspect of things, but never mind. So those are some of the pro sports in these two towns. 
and all of them have their history, all of them have their advantages to go see. So now time to talk about collegiate sports, because that's starting up very soon, and as a public address announcer for University of Dayton Flyers and Wright State University Raiders, I can't wait. So what colleges are in town? I mentioned Wright State and Dayton, those are the biggest institutions in town. They are members of NCAA Division I, and also you have four more in the Sinday area with Miami University and Oxford. University of Cincinnati, mentioned them previously, it being the home of FC Cincinnati. Xavier Musketeers, Norfolk, Kentucky Norse, both Wright State and Norfolk, Kentucky, belonging to the Horizon League. Dayton, members of the Atlantic 10 Conference, Miami, the Mid-American Conference. Cincinnati, once part of the Big East now, the American Athletic Conference, or Big East 1.0, because you know I like 1.2.0, apparently. Xavier, now part of the Big East 2.0, once part of the Atlantic 10, and that's your lot of Division I schools. But wait, I'm not finished yet. There are a lot more colleges around here. We'll jump down to Division II and NCAAs. Uh, once the voice of this fine university in Wilberforce, Ohio, the Central State Marauders, they belong in Division II of the NCAA. Now part of the Southern Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, the closest rival and the biggest rival, that's not Wilberforce across the street, is Kentucky State, the Thoroughbreds. Like I mentioned, I helped broadcast Central State football and basketball in the 2012-2013 season. You also have, not too far away from Central State, the Cedarville Yellow Jackets, a fine basketball arena that the Jackets have, a fine D2 school in Cedarville, Ohio. Nice town. And up the road, you have the Urbana University Blue Knights. They are part of the Mountain East Conference. Central State, like I mentioned, SAIC, and Cedarville, the GMAC, which is the Greater Midwest Athletic Conference. Central State was part of the GMAC for a little bit before jumping to the SAIC. Urbana also part of the GMAC as well before jumping ship to the Mountain East. Your lot in Division Three of the NCAA, well, there's quite a bit more. You have the Wilmington Fighting Quakers in the heart of Clinton County, Ohio. You have Mount St. Joseph's in Cincinnati, Thomas Moore in Northern Kentucky. You have the Wittenberg Tigers in Springfield, Ohio. And up north, you have the Bluffton Beavers. We now jump from NCAA to junior colleges. In downtown Dayton, Ohio, you have the Sinclair Community College. In Cincinnati, you have Cincinnati State. Up north in Pickwell, Ohio, you have Edison Community College. And in Springfield, Ohio, with a branch campus, Right across the street from Wright State, by the mall actually, Clark State University, their main campus focused in Springfield, Ohio. We now jump down to branch campuses, which are, like I mentioned, branches of bigger schools. You have part of the United States Collegiate Athletic Association. You have Wright State's Lake Campus in Salina, Ohio, Cincinnati's campus in Claremont County. And Sovereign State in Hillsboro, Ohio, which is not too far from Wilmington. In the Ohio Regional Campus Conference, I was once the voice for the Miami University Middletown Thunderhawks. Nice gym, the Bennett, as it's known. You also have the Miami Hamilton Harriers. Both the Thunderhawks and Harriers 
go after the name the Red, Red Hawks of Miami, almost calling them the Redskins, which once upon a time, yes, Thunderhawks and Harriers were something else before the big change in 1997. You also have a branch campus of Ohio State in Lima, Ohio. That's about as far north as my podcast will go, Lima, Ohio. And we go to the NAIA. There are three schools to talk about. Uh, You have the Wilberforce Bulldogs. And the interesting story is I mentioned Wilberforce, Ohio being the home of Central State. Actually, Central State used to be Wilberforce before splitting off and becoming Central State College and then Central State University in the mid-60s. Wilberforce is independent in the NAIA. They are the Bulldogs. They have basketball teams. Aisha Gray is the coach of the Lady Bulldogs, the former Wright State Raider women's basketball player. You also have the University of Northwestern Ohio in Lima, the Racers, and their baseball field. The infield is maroon. It's artificial turf in the infield. I think their outfield is still natural grass, but the infield is maroon colored, just like the Racers' colors. Again, that's in Lima, Ohio, northwestern Ohio. And you also have Cincinnati Christian in southwest Ohio. That is a lot of colleges, is it not? And you thought there was just a couple big ones. No siree three. There are a lot, and through the life of this podcast, I like to keep up to date with what's happening with these programs. So, in the future, expect a lot of updates on what's happening throughout this season. So there's your pro sports, your colleges, and you might think, well, what about high schools? That's another episode. There are a lot of high schools. We'll save it when fall sports get closer. Two-a-days are about to start in a couple weeks for football, and of course you got soccer training as well, volleyball as well too. So that is your lot of sports around southwestern Ohio. And like I've mentioned, all these teams deserve people knowing about them, people going to check them out. I did mention earlier that I wanted to get to several stories on these teams as someone that's worked for a handful of them. There's a lot of stories to be told, actually. Like I mentioned, the Dragons breaking the sellout streak. Also, Billy Hamilton in 2011 stealing over 100 bases in that season. It's a shame that the 2011 season ended the way it did. In the playoffs, the Dragons won their home game, lost the game at Lansing, and had the lead in the third game, which would have sent the Dragons on further into the playoffs. But Lansing came back in the bottom of the ninth to win it. And of course, now Billy Hamilton is up with the Cincinnati Reds. Like I mentioned, the Demons won the Cup in the 2013-2014 season of the Federal Hockey League. It was a very young squad compared to the season before that, where it was a healthy, healthy mix of veterans from several teams across the Federal Hockey League. It was nice to come back and win the Cup, especially being down two games to nothing in a best-of-five series. Winning Game 3 in OT, Game 4, and then Game 5, the Demons just opened a can of whoop-butt. I won't curse on my podcast unless I get angry, I promise. They really opened up a can of something in Danbury, Connecticut, winning that game 9-2. to And that was Dayton's first 
Pro Championship since the Dayton Gems 1.0 won the Turner Cup in 75-76. Dutch Lions, I had a lot of experience broadcasting those games at Xavier University's field for Cincinnati and Dock Stadium in West Carrollton for the Dayton Dutch Lions. Dayton previous years called several fields home. Springboro's Field, Beaver Creek, uh, Bellbrook actually was the very first home for the Dayton Dutch Lions at Miami Valley South Stadium. It's part of the first Dayton Air Strikers teams that played at Trent Arena. Uh, bounced around the summer season between the winter seasons that I was a part of. Five games at Wright State University's McLean Gym, which if you don't know, it's a volleyball gym behind the big Nutter Center. Like I mentioned, Troy Bruins 2.0. That was my first internship out of college. Well, first one outside college with a team. I already was working at a low-power radio station voluntarily in Huber Heights, part of the Dayton Sharks for two seasons. Watched the Preble County native and Tommy Jones work his magic with the Sharks in season one. Season two was the last time I got to call indoor football. Real fun sport to watch. And like I currently mentioned, I was the broadcast voice of the Dayton Dynamo for the last two seasons. Last year, Part of the Gem City Sports Network for internet radio coverage, and this year on YouTube for the Dayton Dynamo. Like I mentioned, currently the public address announcer slash backup broadcaster for a couple sports at the University of Dayton and Wright State University. For the Flyers, I now handle men's soccer and baseball and fill in whenever needed. And for Wright State, I have both soccer teams as a PA announcer. And I fill in and broadcast whenever needed. And also with swimming and diving, which this year was in danger of being cut. But thanks to a grassroots campaign by Rice State Swimming alum, the program has stayed for the 2017-2018 season. And I can't wait to get back to work at Rice State's Natatorium. And also baseball and softball for the Raiders. So yes, lots of work between Rice State and Dayton. If you're wondering, because Wright State's in Dayton too, well, Fairborn if you want to split hairs, how working for two rival colleges feels, it's awesome. I like working for both schools. Both schools, work family is terrific. Fantastic people. It's really, really cool. So that's your look at the whole sporting scene, excluding high schools, like I said. Another episode, I promise, around Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio. And I like to share with you my passion for all these teams. I hope that you've decided to join me throughout this series. I do plan on having special guests throughout the podcast life. I have a couple people in mind. I won't spoil them because surprises. That, and I haven't asked everyone that I thought of as of yet. But I do have a very special episode 2 in the works. In episode 3, we'll talk about summer sports and how they're doing so far in 2017. We'll also have the result in episode 3 about the Dayton Dynamo playoff match at Erie, Pennsylvania against the Commodores. So that will wrap up our very first episode of the... Gem on the Queen's Crown. 
hosted here on GemCitySports.com on the Gem City Sports Network. Again, thanking Brian Reese and Doug Brown for allowing me to host the podcast on the site. And that wraps up our first episode quite nicely, I feel. This is Lee W. Mallon. Give me a follow on Twitter at the Lee W. Mallon, T-H-E-L-E-E-W-M-O-W-E-N. Also, Facebook, Instagram, I'm on there too. Let's talk more Sunday sports for the second episode here on The Gem on the Queen's Crown. Talk to you next time.